Welcome to Deeply Disturbing Things, the podcast. I'm Macy. And I'm Naomi. And we're two professional counselors who like to talk about deeply disturbing things. And we cope with them with a combination of humor and wine. Welcome to the Vortex. Dive in. How's it going? Well, poor Lusa, who we um, are supposed to keep downstairs because she's really old and a fall risk, crawled her way up here. And so if you hear snoring, that's her over there. Or maybe it's just heavy breathing because she's so out of breath. Poor thing. She hasn't been feeling good the last few days. She's sick? Yeah, kind of worried about her. She hasn't been really eating as much as usual. And she just looks kind of lackluster. She looks sad. Yeah, she looks. She, she does. just not wagging her tail when I came in. Yeah, it's like <sighs> she's lost the glow in her eyes a little bit. I so. can't. I can't. Tammy do that. <laughs> Lose the glow in her eyes? Yes. <laughs> I don't know. You're being punished. I think it's for the, something. the inner minion. Yeah. Well, cheers. I'm happy to see cheers, you. It's very yes. foggy and mysterious outside. Very spooky. It's like Jack the Ripper were you, weather. Were you scared to, you know, what's interesting was that was almost my topic today. <gasps> Wouldn't yeah. that have been cuckoo? Yes, <laughs> but I chose not to. I, my topic, I'm so excited about it. Are you? And I think you're going to enjoy it as well. Oh, thanks. That's just a little foreshadowing. I will reveal no more. Were you scared to walk from here from your office? Um, no, there was a guy that was like, when I was going one way on the sidewalk was coming the other way and we would have met up at the same moment. I saw that because I was driving by like right as you were So walking. I purposely like walked a little slower to let him get in front of me. And then I wasn't sure if he saw me or not. And I wasn't sure if he was talking to himself or his cell phone. So I like coughed really loud just so he would know I was there because I didn't want to spook, spook him. him yeah. yeah. And he was, didn't pay any attention to me and just kept marching on, talking on his phone. So I just walked like 10 feet behind him. Not yeah. so close that he'd be like, why are you following me? I was like tailing that. you. So if anything would have happened, I could have jumped out and done something like hero-like. Some kung fu. I don't know how to do that. Um, <laughs> I probably would have like thrown my purse at him. <laughs> or your it has shoe? my laptop in it. It's pretty heavy. <laughs> oh, that could have done some damage. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I am... Um, want to give a quick shout out my friend Evelyn you met Evelyn oh from San Francisco yes she just got engaged today congrats Evelyn yeah so she's all excited that's she's exciting news mm-hmm. don't do it don't do it <laughs> <laughs> sorry it'll probably be tell, fine tell me you're deeply disturbing <laughs> it'll probably marriages <laughs> you'll probably have a long happy life together it'll be don't fine listen to me. or me you know <laughs> Obviously, what we did didn't work, so it's probably not the best people to listen to. You probably to. <laughs> chose wisely, so it's all good. Yes, yes, yes. I have some exciting news for myself. Oh, good. What's that? We can congratulate me. What's, uh, yes, let's. I graduated from my advanced yoga teacher training yesterday. Finally. You've been in that forever. 15 weekends, 15 three-day weekends this year. It's been a lot. And so now I'm done. So mm-hmm. I am officially... A 500-hour registered yoga teacher. Wonderful. That's like the epitome of all yoga teachers. Well, after this, you go to an E level, which means like experienced, but there's no more like hour things that go after your letter designation. It's not you ex- just start eccentric yoga teacher. experienced, and then you have to have a 1,000 hours of teaching to be an experienced, an E or RYT. 
So I'm, fancy. I got I to gotta start building that to fancy get there. Pants. So that's the next goal. Well, I have a present for you because you just told me that. But you oh. didn't know that. So how do you have a present for me? Just for because I read minds. Or is it just something you just had in trainer. your pocket? <laughs> no, I got it for you when I was in Chico, California, and I forgot to is give it, it to spider? you last time. No. Okay. It's, it's this. Oh, an avocado sticker. <laughs> I love it. I love avocados. I eat avocados almost every single day. I, I just bet had... you do. That and kombucha. Your yes. insides are probably glorious. Yes, and I'm very regular. <laughs> <laughs> I had turmeric so glad to hear. kombucha today, and I had avocado toast this morning. This will have an honored spot on my laptop. Your laptop that's going to die soon that you're going to just throw away anyways. It's in its sense of ears, but I'm keeping it going. Just like Lusa. <laughs> just keep it going. Has she had any like incontinence problems yet? No. No? No. no she's got like five years left then. No, she's at her maximum <laughs> for a put bowl, sadly. They don't live that long. They How old live is she? like nine years. How old is she? Like nine and three quarter years. She could double that lifespan. I'm seeing I it wish. happen in front of my eyes. I think that she should live forever because she's the best dog I've ever had in my entire life. She's very sweet. She's the perfect dog. She's like a non-dog. Mm-hmm. That's what I like. Where, like, you have to pay attention to them. They're not like in your face all the time. Mm-hmm. I brought a pen and paper this time so we can write down podcast name ideas as we're doing the podcast this time instead of frantically afterwards trying to remember anything we talked about when we're drunk. Yeah, that's yeah. awful. We're really bad at it. I know. We're both like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't even remember half the time what your topic is when I try to remember because it's always farthest away from my topic. No, I know. <laughs> I, I Usually when you text me, like, what should we name it? I'll be like, uh, what did we talk about? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, okay. So okay. my other part of my check-in is partly a deeply disturbing story that I got to experience last week. Ooh, do tell. So I didn't tell you specifically, which was probably a bad idea because I should have reached out to a support system. But yes, my- we should have. <laughs> so my deeply disturbing story, I worked until five o'clock and then I went to my private practice office and was there until about eight o'clock, came home and Frankie's laying on the floor. He had apparently been there since one o'clock. That day what on the happened? ground, he fell oh and he dislocated. So on the fall, he dislocated his right shoulder and then he switched to the other arm and he dislocated his left shoulder. He had no arms. And then he then fell and hit his shoulders on the base of the fireplace and he broke both shoulders. That's like a, a series of unfortunate events. It was, well, yeah, the doctors and nurses and everybody was like really amazed because the pictures, the x-rays looked exactly the same. There's a bone, the same bone chunk broken off on each side of the shoulder. They looked identical. How did he fall? Forward. I mean, but did he like trip over something? Did he trip yeah. over Sammy? He, he said it was one of the pets. He said he was like reaching down um, to get something from the cat and then tripped and fell yeah, i don't know every so, time yeah so then he tries to convince me to not call an ambulance that we can get him up on my lonesome are you kidding me <laughs> tried for an hour and it i so i had texted my dad um and he's like i can come up there and i i did i downplayed it because initially because i knew he would just come and help and yeah. He really didn't want help right away, which, yeah. you know, is his pain if he wants to sit there in it. Macy, you should have called me. I'm really strong. No, you're not. I have a lot of leg strength. Oh, that's true. But, um, 
Yeah, no, I had to save it for this topic so I couldn't talk about it. <laughs> or ask me for help. Okay, I think the podcast is <laughs> getting a little out of control. I can't uh, ask for help. I have to save it for the podcast. <laughs> we have a no talk about it rule. That's right. So then I... Well, I, fuck. Is I get it okay? In, so I got him to the hospital by like 10 o'clock and I ambulance did had to come. Three big dudes ended up having to lift him. I couldn't leverage. I took like the leaf of the table trying to wedge it under. Oh, are you kidding me? Yeah. I hurt him pretty bad by accident just trying to move him. So... This, it, room, this is giving me flashbacks to he didn't, when Shirley broke her leg at practice. Oh, yeah. I wasn't even there for that. And that still hurts me to think about. Because we tried for an hour to avoid the ambulance thing, too. And it did not go well. Yeah. No. He was on the ground for an, at since 1 o'clock until 8 p.m. Poor guy. He needed I fallen and I can't get up button. <laughs> I know. His phone was right behind him, but he couldn't reach it because his, his, he broke himself. This is why we need um, voice like calling on our phones that you don't have to like touch your phone for. Well, isn't that what like Siri and or like Alex, Alexa? But like on my dumb phone, it won't do it until I've already opened the phone. But for emergencies, it would be nice to be able to just shout at the phone and say, call 911. Mm-hmm. Like open the phone. Hey, Google, do it. You're going to unlock my phone probably. Hey, Google. <laughs> call emergency services yeah so they took him in there and then from 10 p.m until 4 a.m they sat and tried to shove his shoulders back into the sockets uh and it was horrible i sat and watched I thought they all. were broken they were you did and that with broken ones? so they were trying to get them back into the shoulder that way by the time so they could basically wait until the next day to do surgery that was seems their extremely painful it was in like hours. He was on this uh, conscious sedative. Mm. So conscious, conscious sedation. That's what. So he, like when they weren't yanking on him, he'd be like asleep and they had to have like a breathing thing on him just in case. Because um, it can be dangerous. So apparently you can die on it. And and then they, they'd start yanking and pushing. And it was these four big dudes that would tie. They tied a, uh, what's it called? Uh sheets <laughs> tied sheets around their waist and then around his shoulders and they were yanking from both sides trying to get get him back in there so it was pretty get him back in there get him back in there is that the medical term yes and it didn't work so that whole time hours and hours he had to go under twice for them to try it and it didn't work and so they at 4 a.m they put him into surgery emergency sh- surgery so then I went home, got like three hours of sleep, and then had to go get him. Yeah. So, so now did the surgery like work? Are his shoulders back where they're supposed to be? Um, he's in a double sling, so he can just kind of move the front of his oh my God. hands like a T Rex kind of. Do you like have he to leans t- forward. Take care of all his needs. Almost all his needs. This is real bonding for you. Yes. You so he's drinking out of help him with toiletry cans with straws. He can do some of his toilet stuff on his own. He's on some painkillers right now, though, so that's helping with one front. But, well, the back. (laughs) (laughs) These are the kind of things that can, (laughs) like, make a relationship grow stronger or completely blow it up. So I hope you guys can navigate these waters together. Yeah, it's been interesting. It's been interesting. Um, Doing my best. I was busy before before all this. (laughs) Now I'm also a caretaker. Is so. Frankie listening right now? No, probably not. Oh. He can't. Does like, he listen get to it. our he can't, podcast? He can't get onto the computer. Oh, my God. T-Rex arms. <laughs> he needs a reaching stick. He, he's gone where he can, like, put the phone on speaker. So if I call, he'll put the phone on speaker. And then he needs a phone. chopstick in his mouth so that he can 
do the keyboard stuff. Yeah, that's probably dangerous. I don't know. I could see that going really wrong. He fell down once. He could fall. Is down he going to listen later? Like Pro- if I say "get well soon, Frankie," is he going to hear that? No. Okay. No. Then I won't bother. <laughs> Not at all. Yeah. So that's been that's been my sense. So I had to take Thursday, Friday off work, and uh, yeah, it's been my <coughs> weekend. Are you, are you okay? I just was wondering. You're it, wondering and coughing. Yeah, I'm just picturing it all. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, I'm going to show you a picture really fast of the bruising that happened. Ooh. Uh huh. From yanking on him so much. Yeah, it's like a foot wide, air foot Wait, long. Is that a tattoo also? Yeah. They, okay. It didn't come with a tattoo, no. Well, I was like, is that part of the bruising? It's so intricate. Yeah. So, <laughs> it's so like floral, perhaps. I think there's it wings is. in it. It's actually a pretty color of deep cranberry. Yeah, it's now like a, a darker purple. I thought something was wrong. I thought like his circulation was cutting off because it was a couple. It was. It's a seasonal jewel tone. Excuse me. (laughs) Well, uh, you've been through some shit. Yeah, Yeah. it was really traumatizing to sit there because even though he doesn't remember, I remember. I was sitting in the chair as he's so he's unconscious, and then they start yanking, and he starts yelling, and he goes, "Ah, make it stop! Please stop!" Oh and God. and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is horrible. And hours of it. And and then he's like, are we done yet? And they're like, nope, we're going again. He's like, oh, you didn't do it yet? Like, oh, he's so out of it. Poor guy. It was awful. Ugh. So all that was for nothing, though? For nothing, no. And then they had to do the surgery anyways. Hmm. Yeah. So if they would have got it in, they wouldn't have had to do the surgery? Is that no, why they they're still trying so hard? They still would have. And what's the point of all that torture? And they kept saying that the uh, it was probably the broken bones that uh, were in the way. Which, could you imagine, like, shoving in a shoulder with a broken bone in the way? Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> it's horrible. So now there's, uh, like, they, they put in metal plates in his shoulders to now hold those bones in place some titanium yeah i have titanium in my arm oh from your rollerblading accident yes the one and only time i rollerbladed <laughs> yeah so i have titanium mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and they didn't rebuild my arms correctly so my arms look totally different have you ever noticed that no because you've never held up your arms to me like that before look how this one's totally crooked it goes like in an yeah, s it does. shape it's it goes yeah it's very curved yeah interesting i know they built you wrong they did <laughs> <laughs> I'm not stronger, faster, nope. like uh, Steve Austin. <laughs> I just have more titanium and achiness when the weather gets cold. <laughs> and it's destroyed my tennis and bowling game. That's what they kept saying. Like, he's a big, strong guy. He shouldn't just have his bones breaking when he falls. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Does he have brittle bone disease, perhaps? I don't know. Maybe. If not before, now he does. Like unbreakable? Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Should have him watch that to cheer him up. I'm sure that'll help. He really enjoyed the T Rex joke when I first said it. So yeah. <laughs> he's Do you not have to feed him? He sometimes sort of, yeah. Like if if he can't move it like something directly into his mouth. Oh. So when you yeah. got home, did he immediately start going, Macy, I've fallen and I can't get up? No, I did that though. <laughs> oh, one thing that came out of this whole thing was that I found out that I, ever since I was little, when my dad would get hurt, I would laugh when he would get hurt. It was like this nervous, yeah. and, and I would laugh, and and I did that 
with with him when I got home when I like realized how serious it was like my brain didn't register like doesn't register that well so until I got to the hospital I was like like laughing did he understand that it was nervous laughter? I had to exp- yeah, I explained it to him. And like, that you I'm- weren't laughing at his situation. Yeah, it's like I'm so sorry. I do not find this funny. I just like I can't. I don't know how to cope otherwise. I know. Like I'm like I I don't think my brain realized how serious this is. But once it once once shit got real, <laughs> I was not laughing anymore. But yeah, All initially right. it was. Initially, you got to burn off that nervous energy. Mm-hmm. I've been laughing my ass off in my new position at work. <laughs> Lots of nervous energy, huh? <laughs> like this is hilarious. <laughs> yeah, that's that's fun stuff. Yeah. So that's my check-in. That's all I got. That's a good check-in. Yeah. So, did we clarify you are wiping his butt or not? Opiates. So no. That's, what does that mean? That means they constipate you. So oh, I- so he just hasn't pooped. Yeah. And uh, when he does, I'll make him take a shower. So he's taking itchy bitchy pills, as they call them. Excuse me? Like hydrocodone, that kind of thing? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for the pain. Yeah, they make people itchy and bitchy and, yeah, constipated. Itchy, itchy bitchy pills. Yeah. <laughs> I don't do well on them. I mean, I have to be really, really in a lot of pain for it to not disturb me. You know? Oh, you just jotted down something. That's going to distract the fuck out of me. Don't look at it. Well, it's, <laughs> now I'm going to be like... Okay, I said something I thought was good, but she didn't write it down. What does that mean? It means it wasn't funny enough. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm being it's judged right now. not good enough to be a name. Damn it. I always Sorry. want to be good enough. <laughs> Too bad. Story of my this life. Is. This isn't counseling. You're not paying me right now. No, but everybody I know is in counseling and they're loving it. And I just feel like I'm missing <sighs> out. Me too. I want to be in counseling yeah. too. I just don't think anybody can handle my story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's enough hours in my insurance plan to cover that. <laughs> your EAP service, your six sessions. Yeah, I don't think that's going to mm-hmm. like cut it at all. <laughs> no, you'll be like, oh, well, I, I feel like I can trust you now. And then they'll discharge you. <laughs> yeah, they'll be like, well, and that was our last session. <laughs> Use your time better. Well, if, did you have any other check-in? I don't think so. I've just been busy with yoga teacher training all weekend. and Okay. And I'm done now. Oh, we could talk about leisure pants a little bit. Okay. Your leisure pants I ordered, you never arrived. I well, really what happened had, to my leisure I pants? I don't know. I'm going to have to check in. I did order it from maybe not a real website. I'm not sure now that I'm thinking about it. Why didn't it. you just order it off Amazon? They didn't have what I was looking for. I searched far and wide for the perfect leisure pants for you, Macy. Who's wearing my leisure pants? <laughs> I don't know. I'm hoping nobody stole them off my porch. But I had this vision that we'd both wear our leisure pants during the podcast yeah. and um, take did photos say, after. Did it say they were um, delivered? No, I've heard nothing. So we're probably going to get it. This is like the wrapping paper I ordered for my dad online without seeing where, without checking Amazon Prime. And then it came like six months later. <laughs> Very helpful for Christmas. We, you need your leisure pants. I have mine. But now that I'm done with this yoga teacher training, mm-hmm. now I can start accessing the pleasure of the leisure pant. And Pantalones. So the rules are when you are in the leisure pant, you only do what you want to do, not what you have to do. Mm. That's the magic of the pants. So you Sounds put them dangerous. on. You put them on and, you can, and then you can have a moment of reflection and think, what do I want to do? Mm-hmm. I think the answer most of the times will be 
nothing. Perfect. And that's what you do. Uh-huh. I'm really oh. looking forward to filling my free time, my newly found free time, with things that I want to do. So speaking of things that I don't want to do, um, part of what happened this week made me realize that when emergency people come in your house, when you because the house was destroyed from him trying to grab things and me trying oh my to, God. like everything's just messy. And then I had this huge panic of like, I could die any day. And then everyone's going to come into my dirty, messy house. And Sam's probably going to have pooped on the carpet. And then, like, they're going to judge me for that. So I spent all day Saturday cleaning That's in where my I, bedroom. I live in that <laughs> in state, Macy. <laughs> I live in that state constantly. Yeah. yeah. I think I mentioned that. Like, A while ago. Yeah. yeah <laughs> I was, like, prepping for if I die that, like, nobody's going to have to sort through a bunch of useless shit and find secrets like i got rid of them all there's no secrets in this house it's secret free that's good Mm -hmm. and (laughs) basement's cleaned and everything it's all good all all good under. i've been on death's doorstep and crawled around and cleaned my house before when i've had pneumonia just for that reason (laughs) and put on cute pajamas (laughs) and brushed my hair leisure pants and applied lipstick (laughs) i have a thing where i need to die with like nice red lipstick on my face i had a thing for a while where i was thinking like because i had watched this is how i remember talking about this is the people who do dangerous stunt things and we talked about like painting your toenails like a guy a guy painted his toenails pink and then he like broke his leg went to the hospital and like his friends made fun of him but for me it's like okay i would like to have my leg shaped oh i all of this topic is coming back. To yes, we talked about because, this. It's important. Because I said that I would take care, make sure the that. The lipstick? Yeah, and make sure that you're presentable. And I will shave your legs. Thank you. I'll just carry around <laughs> a razor in my bag at all times and some shaving cream. That's probably a good idea. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. Just don't give me razor burn. That's the worst. Um. Well, that's what the shaving cream's for. Okay. I get a nice, like, sensitive skin with aloe. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, we'll do that's that. That's lovely. I like it. I got you. Get something that will like, if I get cremated, will sparkle in the, the fire. Oh, so some metal in there? Some glitter? Glitter. Mm-hmm. Glitter. Some <laughs> SOS glitter. pads? Glitter. I don't know what I'm putting in there. <laughs> SOS? <laughs> don't they sparkle? What is an SOS pad? They're like fire starters. Oh, okay. Steel wool. That's what it's called. Yeah, that's a different thing. Yeah. Is it? Or I don't is it know. the same? I don't know steel either. Wool? I, I don't... I've used steel wool to like get rust off cars. I think it's also a fire starter. Oh. It's a survival tool that you should keep in your apocalypse in your bag. <laughs> in your Maybe purse with the razor. Purse. Yes. <laughs> Good plan. I did just upgrade to a larger purse that my phone can fit in. So I feel good about that. So I have some extra space in there for steel wool, razors, shaving cream, red lipstick, what mm-hmm. have you. And yeah, and the whatnots. Maybe a nice something that makes you look good, like a, a certificate of achievement or something. What there, have you and whatnots? What have you and whatnots? Mm-hmm. Yep. Do I, do I get to go first? I don't even remember. Let's think back to last time. Yonder years. <laughs> what was our topics last time? Um, I talked. Gosh, about... Why is this so hard? We have horrible memories. Oh. Yeah, we do. Let me look at the spreadsheet. I talked about some. Oh, you talked about something that wasn't very funny or scary. Oh, I did my lame Chivo man. Yeah. <laughs> and you did blood diamonds. Were oh, you, that's right. Yeah. Were you first? Do you think? No, I was second. Really? Yeah. That means I get to go first. All right, I have a good no, topic. This I was time. second, which means I get to go first. 
I don't know how that math worked out in your brain. <laughs> All right. Back off. Go for it. I'm ready. Okay. Entertain me with your tales of disturbing things. My tales of Scientology. Dun, dun, dun. You haven't done this. That's topic my before. topic. No way. Did yes, it happen? It happened. No way. That's my topic. Look. Look at my laptop. No way. Oh, oh my God. What? It finally happened. 37 episodes. 37 in. episodes. And we finally had the same topic. So you looked at me and I got scared. I'm like, oh crap, have we done this one before? And I didn't remember. <laughs> <laughs> this is awesome. Because we can Cheers. have a real convo. Yay. Yay. Cool. Let's have a conversation about it. Let's this. have a convo. Okay. You start because you get to go first and well, I'll I chime feel like in. you're going to like judge me. But uh, no, I won't judge you. This is a collab. Okay. Okay. This is um, synergy. Ooh. My, so my first reference to Scientology that I ever remember was because um, I'm pretty certain that my grandma and great grandma were Scientologists and that they refused to take my dad to a doctor when he was a kid. Um, Maybe not all the time, but like for some things. Hmm. So that's how I first heard about Scientology. So you have people in your family that are Scientologists? At least I had heard so. Is your dad online? Is he fact checking you? That's what I'm looking at. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, he said wrong. (laughs) So I think. How is that even possible? Are are you thinking of Christian scientists who don't believe in doctors? Oh, is that it? Ask your dad. I don't know. He'll respond shortly. So anyways. Tell um, us Papa's dead. My memories are wrong, but that's okay. But it has the word cyan in both, so they're easily mistakable. It's probably way off anyway. So Scientology (laughs) describes itself as a religion founded in the 1950s by Ron Hubbard. Oh, Ron Hubbard, yes. Yeah, and I know most about Ron Hubbard from South Park, so it's probably helpful. And really at the core is a belief that each human has a reactive mind that responds to life's traumas, clouding the analytical mind and keeping us from experiencing reality. Members of the religion submit to a process called auditing to find the sources of this trauma, reliving those experiences in an attempt to neutralize them and reassert the uh, primacy of the analytical mind, working towards a spiritual state called Clear. Clear, yes. Mm -hmm. So can I chime in on the auditing thing more? Yes. Or do you have more on that? We're going to go back and forth like normal conversation because... Normal conversation where we're consulting notes. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so the clear um, is when the unconscious mind is totally gone and one's totally alert and capable and this auditing thing is fucking weird. So you hold on to these things that look like you're holding two tin cans. And you're hooked up to this e-meter, which is one-third of a lie detector. And it measures the mass of your thoughts. What does that even mean, one-third of a lie detector? Is that just like it's cutting a third? Like, what does that even mean? So here's what I think it is. Okay. Is that... As you process and process and process your, like, guilt and shame. Yeah, your and, traumas and, and past. Well, and it's not just traumas. It's like, oh, I cheated on my Anything. wife. It's like or, a confessional. Oh, yes, it's a confessional. Yeah, yeah. I think over time, you become clear when you stop registering on the e-meter because you stop having emotional responses to it. So I think mm-hmm. it's like exposure therapy in a way. Well, yeah, I was actually <laughs> reading it, and I was like, so that I, I'm hearing a little bit of exposure, a little bit of Freud, 
you know, maybe combined. Yeah. That's, but you have, it's expensive. You have to pay for your own auditing session, which is a couple hundred bucks. You have to pay for a counseling session, which can be a couple hundred bucks. But this is forceful and abusive. Yeah, so it can be exposure therapy. I enjoy it a lot. Oh my God. You're like torture. <laughs> it's Torturous. Favorite. It's good and it helps people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh-huh. Sink or swim, baby. So the e-meter thing, though. Um, it, we'll post it, a picture of it because it's f- fucking stupid looking. <laughs> Wait, I think we have to back this up, this whole conversation okay. up and please, say. Please do. That even by saying anything against the Church of Scientology, we are actually at personal risk of being attacked by the church. So they've done that before. People Ooh. that have spoken out, they've yeah. um, publicly like tore them down they've established hate websites against them so you're welcome people we're doing this all in the name of truth bring it on and justice in the american way freedom of speech so yeah so it that the uh, e-meter thing it's it tracks the body's electrical flow what they say and they they tra- they ask you a series of questions that's supposed to reveal the sources of those. I'm so excited we got to the same topic. <laughs> Contain yourself. I knew it was going to happen eventually. It just happened. What, so, what made you come up with this topic? I don't remember. I think we mentioned it a couple of podcasts ago, and I was like, "Ooh, yeah, that's on my list." So, you, so you pulled it off your list. Um. I just, yes. I just had it come into my consciousness about an hour before I came here. Okay, cool. That's about it, yeah. So, okay, yeah. So they, the auditor asks a bunch of questions that's supposed to locate spiritual distress within their um, bodies and finding out things um, to help improve their condition, says the Church of Scientology website, which is a very fancy website, by the way. Oh, my God, I know. I went there today, and I'm like, this is legit. <laughs> and it totally wanted to rope me in instantly. I went there, and there's like a Did you join? talk to this person, and it starts like, and I wanted to click things. It was very colorful and inviting. <laughs> it's very, has a feeling of money. Oh, yes. They definitely have money. It's that allure of money. Mm-hmm. Like, you want to be a part of this. It's almost like a really good timeshare presentation. It's like a pyramid scheme wrapped in a religion. Scientology.org, if you want to look it up, peeps. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So the church goes on to say, to say, quote, science is something one does, not something one believes in. So which is a, a shift from, you know, maybe some Christian perspectives on, well, I don't know. That seems common sense to me, but that's fine. <laughs> Are you going to talk about the, the, the Thetans? Oh, yeah. Go for Are it. Are we going for that next? Go for it. Okay. Unless I have a different order before. of stuff, so I'm just like trying to shift around and match up. What's your order? What's next? Um, I started with the disturbances. Yeah, you can go there. So the disturbing thing about this is the church, quote unquote, of Scientology um, splits up families. They've been accused of human trafficking, verbal, physical, and sexual abuse, and people are defrauded out of their life savings, it costs between a quarter million to a million dollars to be a Scientologist. You basically have to turn over everything. And um, 
for those that are really aimed at kind of exposing all this nastiness, the thing is, is it's not a religion. It is a cult and a corporation. Well, so, so though, um, for a long time, the Internal Revenue Service denied Scientologists' attempt to be declared a church with tax-exempt status, but the IRS granted it to them in 1993. Yes, I have that on here somewhere. Hold on, I'm scrolling madly <laughs> to find that. Well, and they, I mean... Yes, the Scientologists attacked the IRS. They all had this, like... Uh, like directive to all send letters and call the IRX nonstop. And finally the IRS gave in and they forgave the billion dollar tax bill billion and gave billion. them tax exempt status, which included all of L Ron Hubbard's books. Hmm. So from that point forward, they could really milk people for money because it was now all tax deductible. Well, and he published a series of books which he described as a new approach to mental health, which actually got a big pushback from the medical community over the religion's claims about uh, mental health and about um, e-meters and really trying to say that <laughs> that it works, <laughs> I guess, is why people have a problem with it, because they said that it, do it doesn't. It doesn't work. It doesn't. Well, like, well, what is it even? Like, what are we measuring? It doesn't work. Maybe, the mass of thoughts? Maybe it does work. And maybe... I think it does something, but it probably doesn't do what they think it does or what they're saying it does. Or maybe, yeah. If it's one-third of a lie detector, it's probably just measuring some stress that you're exhibiting, like heart rate and shit. Yeah. Yeah. It's the, um, what's it called? Dianetics? Yeah. Dianetics, mm -hmm. Dianetics, the modern science of mental health, which came out in 1950. Mm -hmm. Yep, yep. Yeah, yeah. And there's been, um, he said it's, it's a man named Bromley in, the, in that setting said it's part therapy, part religion, <laughs> part UFO group. <laughs> That's a secret. It's a mix of things that unlike any other religion groups out there. So it offers something that isn't provided to. Well, what about religions. that one group with the purple Nikes? They believed in aliens too. The ones that drank Kool-Aid? Yeah. What were they called? The Heaven's Gate. Heaven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Heaven's Gate. Yeah. They were both a religion cult. They would have called themselves a religion, yeah. And believed in ufos because wasn't it that they were going to be taken on this ship that was hiding behind Haley's comet or something i remember but to access the ship they had to kill themselves but i don't think they saw it as killing themselves they probably just saw it as like a transition point mm -hmm. i don't know future yeah. topic i watched a video of Heaven's that Gate. a long time ago because they have the like video of people going there and like all the dead bodies of people laying around who poison themselves. image of my head of bunk beds with Nikes sticking out the bottom. No, I gotta Google it. Is this one of your false memories? I'm Googling it just to make sure. <laughs> you make me really unsure. No, look, here, cots with purple Nikes. I'm not wrong. Okay, I, that's... <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. So, and that guy, look at that guy's face. And why is that guy's face there? Oh. I think he's the leader. Okay. What's his name? So, and and I do want to say that Ron Hubbard, he 
He attended. <laughs> Where do you call him that? Ron Hubbard. It's L. Ron Hubbard. L. Ron. Do I have to say the L? Yeah, I think that's how he goes. Is by. that his first name or his middle name? Is L the first or the middle? It's the first, but I think that's what he goes by. Is L or went by? Goed by is L. L. Ron Hubbard. But who I does that? I don't that? think anyone who, called him Ron. Who initials their first name and then says their middle name? Maybe his first name, the L, is something really dorky and he was embarrassed. What does that stand for? I don't know. Like, what's the dorkiest L name you can think of? Larry. Hey, that's my stepdad's oh, name. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that's all I got. I don't know. Leroy. Okay. <laughs> Look, I wasn't wrong. Bunk okay, beds. Okay, I believe you. Bunk beds. Sneakers. Bunk beds got and it. purple Nikes. And look, they have purple <laughs> blankets, too. So the, the color purple was probably important to them. Yeah. Future topic. <laughs> You're kind of doing it now, so um, I'm not. I'm not doing it so now. Anyways, he he went to George Washington University in Washington D.C. and he uh, graduated to launch a career as a fiction writer, gravitating towards science fiction. Yes, sounds like he did a good job. Did you know that he held the Guinness Book of World Records for the most books written? Over 1,000 science fiction books written. Wow. She's part of the whole pulp m- movement. Pulp fiction. Pulp fiction. Yeah, because they use like like some cheap paper or something to make those books. That's where that term comes from. So he was part of that oh, movement. Oh, I didn't know that. So he was like a legit science fiction writer. Mm-hmm. But yeah. then he created a religion. Hey, we bam, see, bam! See, we can do this. We talked about this before. It, I'm, it's not off this. the table. No, you know, <laughs> things are getting a little bit, you know. I feel rocky like out there. I've got a lot more under my belt as far as like uh, legitimacy with that and philosophy. I feel like I've got some good leadership skills. I could get some followers. Yeah, I'm down. Yeah, let's do it. Okay, we just need a color scheme and a shoe choice <laughs> and to brand ourselves. <laughs> No Uggs, and I, I don't know. Maybe Toms. I like Toms a lot. Toms are okay. All right. So what do you got next? Also <laughs> uh, well, about L. Ron Hubbard, if we're in there. Um, so that Dianetics book, it was super popular. It was a bestseller for more than 60 years. And so... Here's a definition of Scientology from the website. It offers a precise path leading to a complete and certain understanding of one's true spiritual nature and one's relationship to self, family, groups, mankind, all life forms, the material universe, the spiritual universe, and the supreme being. Sounds perfect. Where do I sign up? And how much money do I have Yeah, that's what I'm going to say. There's a contract. Um, That's what I remember from South Park is they had to sign sign something. Oh, my God. I totally watched that South Park episode (laughs) as part of my research. It was your research? Yes. I watched it a long time ago, so I don't remember all the details. But Okay, I think we should save the Thetans for a second. Okay. Let's talk about suppressants or suppressives. So these are people who are against, quote, the church, unquote. And so they're called suppressive people or SPs. 
And this is anybody that speaks negatively against Scientology. So it could be your own kid or parent or spouse or sibling. And if that happens, if you're labeled an enemy of the church, then as a member of the church, you have to completely shun them and disavow them or you in turn become one. Mm. And that's like a super bad deal. So we mm-hmm. right now are, su- are suppressives. Suppressives. Yes. Sounds pretty cool. I don't know. I like the title. I, <laughs> I don't want any backlash, but I also want to speak my truth. <laughs> yeah. Do you have anything <laughs> more on the suppressives thing? No. <laughs> Can we talk about the celebrity centers? Yeah, well, after, so I, I want to do Satan's first and then Celebrity Centers. What yeah. about Sea Orgs? You got that on your list? I don't have Sea Orgs. But. You can talk about Sea Orgs. How about, do you want to do Sea Orgs and then the Thetans? <laughs> okay, that's the most fucked up part of this whole thing. <laughs> okay, well, and, and I guess real fast, like what Scientology teaches about psychiatry. Um, Ooh, they, I have a section on that. Go. Talk. <laughs> so they reject psychiatry and psychiatric drugs because they said they interfere with the functioning of the rational mind. Um, so Scientologists today still promote that idea, which is probably why I thought it was the the other one that my dad my grandma follows. Church of... Christian scientists. Christian scientists. That's what my, he confirmed that. Oh. Um, yes. So the website says that, quote, the effects of medical and psychiatric drugs, whether painkillers, tranquilizers, or antidepressants, are disastrous as illicit drugs. So, yes. And when I was poking around Scientology.org, I really was searching for this information to see with my own eyeballs because it's been in the media that, you know, they don't want you to take antidepressants if you're depressed, you know, that Mm -hmm. kind of thing. And I really wanted to find that, you know, find the source because we're all about, you know, like not just like doing hearsay. Like we want to find the the source of it and the force maybe. Mostly the force. (laughs) So I found this section on the website all about drug abuse. And so they had all these pamphlets you could download and they're all like, super like well done graphically and flashy and like these you know like dramatic photos all the people look so happy on all their pictures yeah but these like it shows like somebody like crumpling in an alley and so there so each pamphlet is a different drug like you have your opioids you have your alcohol you have your this you're that you're that and then one so it's all about abuse and then I see one It's that I had to really f- look for. It wasn't in the first, like, showing of the icons. You, like, mm-hmm. had to, like, look pretty deep. But then I found the prescription drug pamphlet. Mm-hmm. But it's in this section with drug abuse. And mm-hmm. so it's very sneaky. Mm-hmm. So it's, like, thrown in there and categorized the same as all these other, like, Abuses. recreational or street drugs or whatever. And so if you look in there, yeah, there it's not, um, like, okay at all. Like, oh, yeah, if you're depressed, like, get some effects or whatnot. It's, it's really, like, it's an abuse and how it will, like twist your mind and your behavior and everything so fascinating i encourage everybody to 
try to find that. You have to be a little bit of an internet detective, but you can find that the prescription prescription drug abuse pamphlet. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was proud of myself that I found it. Good job. I All downloaded right. it. Let's talk. Maybe about, I'll repost it. Let's talk about the nitty gritty. Okay. What's the nitty gritty? The Thetans are yes. we getting there. Yeah. Yeah. Let's get there. <laughs> Should we talk about the celebrity centers first, though? Sure. Why not? Because I think we have to say that first because it makes the Thetans even more ridiculous. That's true. That's true. Okay. So let's see here. I have Kirstie Alley. Are we applauding? Yes. Here, then you go. I was disappointed by this one, Beck. Really? Yeah, I was saddened by that Aww. because I used to be a major Beck fan and owned several CDs from the nineties. Me too. I like Beck. That's really disappointing. I know. Um, let's see here. Tom Cruise is an obvious one. Yes, and I want to He's, talk a lot about him. Yes, he is a loud speaker of. Scientology. He's a couch jumper on Oprah. It just shows up all the time. No, he jumped over a couch. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll have to find that clip and post that. Yeah, okay. Sounds good. All right, what do you got? Katie Holmes. Katie Holmes? Really? I think she's left, maybe. Mm -hmm, After mm -hmm. she split from Tom Cruise, but I couldn't verify that. Mm -hmm. I was searching and searching to try to find that. And I could not find verification that she had actually left Scientology. Hmm. Okay. And then I have, let's see here, David Campbell is one. I don't know who that is. Trying to, let me look. Name sounds familiar. David Campbell. I only know who Joseph Campbell is and Naomi Campbell. My namesake, who is a supermodel. Oh, it's a singer. It's a singer, an Australian singer, so it's probably not at all what I thought it was. What did you think it was? I don't know. I thought it was an actor. <laughs> Definitely not an actor. Definitely an Australian singer. I only have one more big name on my list. So Yeah, okay. there's, there's a lot I don't know. You go. It's your turn. I just have John Travolta. <laughs> yeah, he's a big one. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of um, there's a lot of names on here, but the, the big ones we already covered. The Church of Scientology says it has 10,000 churches, missions, and groups operating in 167 countries with 4.4 million more people signing up every year. If you go on the website and look at all the different like locations, they're all so impressive and flashy and but, but obviously uh, money. But a lot of what um, like research was showing, so that's kind of what their website says, but a lot of research shows that the numbers are actually going down and it's lower than what the church claims. I, I see. I anticipate like that it's going to go down. Hundreds of thousands less than what they report. Because there's been a lot of bad press in the last couple of years, so mm-hmm. that is good. I'm encouraged by that. Yeah, yeah. In 1955... There was a celebrity wish list created that included celebrities such as Walt Disney that they wanted to recruit. Um, So these celebrities are known known for recruiting celebrities. Well, their celebrity centers are built Mm -hmm. around pleasing celebrities. And Tom Cruise is their biggest celebrity. So they completely wrap around their celebrities. And when the celebrities go to these celebrity centers, they're basically treated like gods. 
like everything is done for them. Mm-hmm. Every single thing. And, you know, if they tell a joke, everybody's going to laugh and smile and they're just the center of attention. Their laundry's going to be folded. They're everything, you know, if Tom Cruise wants a helicopter, he's going to get a helicopter. Mm-hmm. It's the crazy craziness. Yeah. So I, I watched this one documentary that was pretty enlightening and they had some like secret behind the scenes footage. I don't know how they got that release, but it's called going clear Scientology and the prison of belief from 2015. You can find it for free on YouTube, um, which is how I watched it. Cause I'm cheap. Yeah. And you watch a lot of YouTube. I do. I'm one of them. That's what we talked about last time. Yeah. <laughs> it's you. Was that last time? I don't know. Flat Earthers? No. We already went over what we covered last time, and it wasn't that. It was whatever your other weird topic was. I don't remember. Can we talk about Sea Org, and then we'll get to the Thetans? Sure. Go for it. So the Sea Organization, known as the Sea Org, is like the super highest level where one can work in the business part of this organization. And they are dedicated. If you get into the Sea Org, like a hundred percent of your time to the church. And so. It's Ron- not just Korg. The Korg. <laughs> it's SEA, like the ocean. Oh, okay. Sorry. Oh my God. But that would like be good. Korg. Like the Corgis. Yeah, I don't know. All right, sorry. <laughs> no, I like that better. That's I a lot cuter. So L. Ron Hubbard was in the Navy. I yeah. probably should have said that I first. Saw, yeah, yeah, I got that too. Um, and so the Sea Org is totally structured around this model. But uh, when he was in the Navy, he totally fucked this up and he was relieved of his duties. <laughs> Does that make you happy? <laughs> it does. I need to find. There was a part where I was like continuing on this. Oh, yeah. So when, so he had these sea orgs on actual ships, like going around. So wait, what? I feel like I'm confused. What is he a created sea basically as I'm own... picturing now like a corgi monster, like a one-eyed corgi monster. I think a Scientology Navy. Like, they wear the Navy-like outfits. Mm-hmm. They have actual ships on the ocean, and they, like, sail around. That aren't in the Navy? Like yeah, just, no. Okay. No, okay. it's Scientology ships. So, Scientology ships. That's terrifying. Yeah. Okay. They're the Sea Org. Okay. I got it now. So, if you're in the Thank Sea you. Org, you're, like, in the upper... You're, like, a CEO. Why are they in the middle of the... A CEO... <laughs> <laughs> I got what you did there. Yeah. Like an S E A. Oh. Yes. It's like that. C O. <laughs> so they were like cruising around the Mediterranean, like going. I mean, I'm picturing like the love boat, like going to these exotic <laughs> ports and like. Some like Gilligan's Island. It's like so great. And then, um, so when the Mediterranean ports eventually would no longer let the Scientology ships dock there, they went to the U.S. and they docked in Florida. They snuck. It was a sneaky thing. They snuck. And then L. Ron Hubbard was able to sneak ashore and he remained in hiding for the rest of his life to avoid subpoenas and IRS agents. Hmm. Yep. Is he still alive? No, he died 
of a stroke in 1987. Um, He got increasingly paranoid towards the end of his life that his mind had possibly been infected with a powerful thetan, which we'll talk about in a minute. Mm -hmm. And then the, the evil David Miscavige took over. So the modern day Scientology that we know of, like all the evilness, according to my research, can be pinpointed to this David Miscavige dude. All right, I'm ready. You start the Thetans thing. It's too much. So it's too much for me. <laughs> it's like, did you know about this before you researched? I didn't know about Thetans. I no. fucking didn't know. It's I didn't pretty know. outrageous. It is. Okay, um, all I knew. What did you know about Scientology before you researched? I told you a South Park episode. That's all I knew. Actually, though. South Park episode is really good research. Fairly accurate. It's is super it? accurate. Yeah. I mean, and I got like key points. All but... I knew about it was it was like I assumed it was some culty thing. I knew like Tom Cruise was in it. I didn't really know anything beyond that. So I learned a lot. Yeah, no, ditto. So basically the auditing that they do with the um, e-meters identifies that spiritual distress from a person's current life and from past lives as well. Um, Scientologists believe each person is an immortal being, uh, a force that believers call a thetan. <laughs> so there are these operating thetan levels or OTs in Scientology. And these are spiritual states above clear, which we talked about. So clear is when you have removed all that unconscious mind bull crap that's like interfering. And it's defined as cause over matter, energy, space, and time or messed. (laughs) (laughs) So operating Thetan level or OT level eight is the very highest auditing level in Scientology that you can reach. Yeah. I don't know what that really means, but that's It good. doesn't fucking mean anything. That's the problem with this whole thing. The more you get into it, the more you realize it's just gobbledygook. Gobbledygook. You've, you've spent your life savings for a quarter million dollars. Ooh, I got a note on the notepad. I'm trying to figure I did out, good. I'm trying to figure out how to spell gobbledygook. That's <laughs> really hard. I feel like I just got Gob- an ad, ad a girl on a gobble bone tossed how do you spell me. gobble this is like timely for thanksgiving i know like a turkey how do you spell it <laughs> g-o-b-b-l-e l-e or e-l l-e, L-E? okay so gobble d d-i gobble d-i i would say d and then gook which seems like G-O-O. a really terrible racial slur and then i don't want to i don't okay. feel comfortable saying okay you don't say but maybe it's okay when you no. say gobbledygook i don't know wait what does that mean now now i'm confused i don't want to say it again i've said too much oh so paul says it's gobble tea gobble tea okay but but <laughs> paul's not the best speller gobble you keep talking. I'm gonna do some research here. Okay. Are we are we ready? Oh, it's 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 a DY. That's what I said. Paul. No, you said D I. It's you're both wrong. It's a D Y. But I'm more right. G O O K. 
How are you more right if you're both Because wrong? the consonant matters more than the you're vowel. You're such a woman. <laughs> yes, I <laughs> That's am. exactly what my dad would have said right there. I'm a moist, earthy woman. Gross. With leisure pants. <laughs> um, do you know what gobbledygook means? No, what? It's is a, it a racial slur? No, it's, it, oh, good. it's language that is meaningless or is made unintelligible by excessive use of obtruse technical terms. Nonsense. Well, this there's definitely a lot of overuse of technical scientific g- jargon in this. Mm-hmm. Oh, so it came from a Texas congressman, Maury Maverick, who coined the word in 1944 to describe the frustrating jargon used by policymakers in Washington. It reminded him of the sounds of turkeys gobbling. Fuck yeah, I love that. So timely. This is so great. timely. It's you know. I wish I could coin a term. Hashtag goals. Gobbledygook. You did say itchy bitchy pills earlier. I didn't make that up though. No. Damn it. I'll keep trying. <laughs> you tried. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Go on. I had to. Well, what, do you have anything else on the OT levels or should we get right into the nitty gritty of Just, it? Uh, the operating Thetan levels. Um, it's the highest transcendence of material law. A professor of religious studies, David Bromley, said that you occasionally come across people in Scientology who say that they can change the material world with their mind. And I think that's what draws people in. I think when I first heard of the Dianetics book, you know, maybe as a teenager in the 20s, I think I probably was like, ooh, like mind control. And I think that might draw It's kind of like in. Stranger Things. Like, yeah. I want to control things and, like, throw some bodies across a room with my mind. That was me trying it right there. It didn't work. Oh, my God. I used to try so hard <laughs> when I was a teenager to, like, move things. To, like, was that carry? Yeah, like, yeah. is it telekinesis? Telekinesis. Yeah, I remember staring at something and, like, really willing it to move. And then I thought, well, maybe I need something lighter. And so I'd like put like something, something lighter. lighter. Yeah. <laughs> maybe I should just try this crum- crumpled up tissue first. Did it work? It never worked. Maybe because you should have gone to your Scientology classes. I know. I fucked up. Yeah. Well, I didn't have a quarter mil. You picked the wrong religion. <laughs> well, the religion picked me. I, you know the chosen people the and all cho- i don't want to bring that up that's you like don't, you don't mean to bring up the chosen it's people. a touchy subject with some people i mean but we, we are the chosen people apparently <laughs> oh my god wow. i'm drinking a lot of wine <laughs> okay so anyways um are we ready to go to the z word or x word well no okay not yet well so they basically promote the idea of an ancient intergalactic yeah that's the x word all right fine I was going to give context, but go ahead. No, go ahead. No, you go. Okay. So, <laughs> whew, this is the tough part. So, in OT, <laughs> or operating Thetan level three, it, which is known as the truth revealed, this is when you learn about Xenu. Xenu. Mm. Not Xena, warrior princess. No. No. That would be more pleasant. Yeah. This is Xena. I was like my mom's personal hero for a long time. Xena? Yeah. Really? Yeah. And isn't there like a beer that tastes warm and salty called like Z Zima? I don't know what you're talking about. Zima, I think. 
eczema no not like eczema the skin creamer. that's a skin creamer <laughs> what skin cream eczema the skin creamer no this that's is that's hot and salty that you drink no eczema <laughs> the salty malt liquor drink i don't know check in with your listeners Anyways, over there that i can't of, see it's none of those things no xenu is a galactic overlord who solved an overpopulation problem 75 million years ago. And interestingly, the world 75 million years ago was exactly like the world of the 1950s when oh. L. Ron Hubbard wrote his science fiction books. Isn't oh, wait, that weird? Wait, I know this one. I know this one. This is Avengers Endgame. <laughs> oh my god I, I i was so confused during endgame i have to watch that again i remember saying i need to watch this again because i'm confused there's a lot of things happening at once i was confused when there's like more than one of the character happening at once on the screen oh and the, and i love how they like really try to cl- clarify it for you by giving them a totally drastically different outfit they're like we can't like make this more simple for you audience like current day where's white old days where's this hat or whatever <laughs> that's how i'm going to distinguish myself i'm i'm modern me because i'm wearing this hat current day macy where's this hat past macy where's this outfit exactly it's also called yeah anyway so never mind oh goodness oh my what god about xenu oh, yeah the galactic overlord <laughs> yeah so he froze people and sent them into space planes um, to a prison planet, which was Earth. And then he dropped them into volcanoes and then set off. Can I, can I please stop? My dad yeah. just said, past Macy has bangs. Father, I have bangs now. I, you just saw me yesterday. Oh, my God. <laughs> Do you not remember what I look like anymore? <laughs> Jesus Christ. See your daughter. <laughs> Sorry, go on. <laughs> no, that's important. I'm glad you called that out. Now I'm sad for you. <laughs> so he then, so these uh, people that were sent into, dropped into these volcanoes out of space planes um, had hydrogen bombs set off. Had what bombs? Hydrogen bombs, okay, which was like the bad news bears of that time. You know, Bad News Bears. That's a great movie. Baseball. Oh movie. my god, I've watched them all that's many, so many times. They were totally <laughs> those were my movies. I fucking loved Kelly. He was such a badass. Okay, so <laughs> and then their disembodied spirits or thetans were captured and showed some movies, which implanted memories. So if you're finding this hard to follow and trying to make sense of it, I would say just stop and quit trying because it makes no fucking sense. Like it's, it's nonsensical. So this is L. Ron Hubbard trying to tie stuff from all his science fiction books into this religion. Hmm. So basically when a child is born, a thetan or hundreds of thetans will jump into their body. Oh God. And that's the source of all their anxieties and shit. So when you've reached a state of clear, you've released all the thetans. 
How many thetans have crawled up Tom Cruise? I, I'm thinking he's got thousands up Thousands there. and probably a lot. I mean, thousands yeah. and thousands. So the Xenu story is supposed to be part of the church's secret advanced technology and is not released, revealed until you like reach the certain level. It's a, considered a sacred and esoteric teaching. Um, you have to pay a lot of money to reach that level. But it's been leaked. I mean, I know about it, so <laughs> other people do too. It's not that secret. Yeah, but it's disturbing that you're like paying all this money and working so hard to reach this level. And then it's like, oh, it's some alien is behind everything. And you have like aliens in your body. And like, it's also the same with past lives too. Mm that some of the stuff you're releasing through the auditing is shit from your past life. I mean, that could be endless stuff. I think it I could have... be all of the past lives. What yeah. do you think? What do you think when your past lives would have been? Oh, I know. hundred oh, percent. Wow. Okay. Didn't expect that. Okay. What do you got? <laughs> I think that in a past life, I was a backup singer slash dancer <laughs> why are you laughing so hard are you gonna say backstreet boys no no for like an r&b kind of like a like how far how like, far back like 1962 thinking? is okay. what i'm thinking yeah but like a little bit when of were a, you born 71 so you were like a really old person as a backup singer for an r&b band no, why do you say really old person? Because you are you calling me a really old person? No, when did you? When would you have died? It doesn't matter. Oh, you're not instantly reborn. Sometimes. Oh, I figured there was a back to back to back timeline. <laughs> <laughs> I was not born in '62. Okay, I was born yeah, in yeah, hippie yeah. days, which is a totally different cultural time. But I think that's the only explanation for why I fucking love gospel music so hard. So hard. <laughs> I like. I love it. Like, I listen to You're it all the time. Way too excited see? right now. I need you to calm see? down. Please stop smiling see? at me. Like this, <laughs> this is, is what I'm talking about. <laughs> what? That's why I think that you never told me that. That's... <laughs> Ten years I've known you. Well, now, you never asked. Now your love for the gospel music has come out. You never asked. No, I love. Why would I ask that? I know the words to so many gospel songs. I can play sweet you know, low sweet chariot on the piano like i mean oh, not to well be, to be fair i know how to play that on guitar not well not well either because yeah. i don't it have the my, gift it was my basic guitar class that i i, I don't have the musical gift but i i see it trying to get through because like my soul's like oh you used to have the skill like maybe keep trying because it's there somewhere it's there somewhere <laughs> <laughs> do you have anything more to say about Xenu? <laughs> Not to be mistaken for Xena or the beer thing. I'm gonna look up what that beer is called. I don't know if I had it right. Is it Zima? Zima, yeah, Zima's a beer. Okay. Isn't it like a fruity light something? I always thought it oh Zima, yeah. I always thought it tasted like urine. Yeah, probably does. A clear, lightly carbonated alcohol beverage made and distributed by the Coors 
Brewing Company. And um, the reason that name always sticks in my mind, because it's the Russian word for thirsty. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. And a Mm. long, long time ago, I worked in like a 24-hour crisis place for mental health people. I remember this lady came in that couldn't speak any English. She was... Mm -hmm. Her Russian was her a native language, and she was just saying over and over, Zima, Zima, Zima. <laughs> and I was like, what? You, you don't know, want that shitty drink, do you? awful. <laughs> yeah. No, she was just saying she was thirsty and wanted some water. So you let her dehydrate. So we, like, went on the translation line, mm-hmm. and the translator was like, she's thirsty. I'm like, oh, perfect. Here's some water. I don't have to go... To the Seven Eleven and get you a six pack of Zima. I'm so glad you excellent. Didn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, oh. that's a that Could have why been that thing, thing there. always sticks in my mind. Yeah, so Zima means thirsty in Russian. So mm-hmm. you're welcome, everybody. See, this is an ex- educational. You podcast. guys are learning so much. You're you act, learning you so act, much. You act like you're teaching us, but we're teaching you. Yeah, we're- let's get this fucking clear. Who's teaching who? Yeah. We Let's are enter in charge. This is our. Oh shit! Do you feel like you're clear? No, I'm not clear at all. <laughs> no, I had a really rough week. <laughs> no, I'm not clear at all. I I have some demons for sure. You know what I do when those demons come up? Here's my therapy that I do with myself. When I'm driving, I fucking scream as you loud that, as I can. You told me that, like, wow, I got excited, hit my headphones. Um, <laughs> you told me that, like, five years ago. I remember you told me that, and I did it in my car. Once That's what after. I do. I drive and in my I, car. Yeah, it's rather nice. Oh, my God. It's so crazy. And I and I make sure nobody's, like, next to me. I'm always, like, on the highway mm-hmm. or whatever. So, and I'll yeah. just, like, you know, if something's, like, really torturing me, I just, like, scream and, like, get it out. I know scream therapy was a thing. Yeah, no, it is. So it was laughter therapy. Ha, 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 ha. Oh, I hate that. I hate that. <laughs> but it makes you laugh. It works. It's like the smiling for two minutes. Same we learn about that in we, my yoga training because yeah. they do that in India. Yeah, we walk around the office now doing laughter yoga because it's hilarious. Oh, my God. If you <laughs> want just... me to come in and do some yoga, I would love to come to your Oh, work. I would love that. That'd be wonderful. Ha, 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 ha. Um, Well, and part of why all this works is because your brain, you know, in that fight, flight and freeze mode, it needs to complete that circuit of feeling like it released that all those hormones and chemicals that get released. And when you get super stressed, so laughing is an opposite of being scared. Exercise, you get to exert that energy. Um, What was the other one you just said? What did I say? Screaming. Screaming. Yeah. You know what pops into my head? Sex. <laughs> I'm like, I didn't say sex. You didn't, but now you did. <laughs> but I, yeah. I think that can be That's... a release as well. And also like well, because a again, welcome distraction, maybe that can be welcome distraction. Again, if possibly you, misused or if you, used in a good way. If you think about what it, what your body is signaling um, when it's being, you know, threatened, it doesn't want to have sex it doesn't want to eat it doesn't want to go to the i mean all those different things aren't primary anymore so if you can trick yourself one of the things you get dry mouth if you make your mouth moist it's like a backwards moist. trick. It, yeah moist it doesn't bother me like it bothers you <laughs> it doesn't bother me it doesn't bother you okay so it just, just bothers moist, other people moistness. 
Oh, speaking of moistness. So get your mouth moist to not feel anxious. Well, here's what I was learning about moistness during my yoga teacher training. Was it moist in there? Is that... It's kind of moist outside. We should all be on a daily basis eating ghee, which is clarified butter that you can make at home. Clarified? Yeah. Like, excuse me, are you butter? Like, oh, wait. No, it's clarified butter. I don't believe this is butter. That's oh, I can't the opposite of clarified butter. That's unclarified <laughs> butter. And then um, bone broth is also what I learned that you need to stay moist, which is really important for women, especially it's when they get... It's not as important for men to stay moist. No, it's really... I mean, it's important for men as well, but especially for women when they get into the fall season of their life cycle. What's the fall season of their life cycle? It's like where I, I'm almost at, you know, where you're past childbearing age and like I didn't know things start to dry out. Of- yeah, things start to dry out. So it's very important. Wow. So, they, so wait, wait, wait. Fall is lubricated. Fall is drying out like dead leaves. That's the yeah. correlation. Okay. Yeah. Got it. And so you might like dry out in a lot of areas and including skin. I'm not just talking about the vag, which I know everybody's mind went because you're all have dirty minds. Like Yeah. Me. No, they're all trying to figure out how this has to do with Scientology, but it doesn't. We're on a tangent. Jesus Christ, people. <laughs> How many people are even listening right now? Not enough. So not enough to care. So shut up, all of you. It's okay. It's just all of our people we care about in our lives. That's all. It's just like your dad and my boyfriend and your aunt. Yeah. Yeah. The core. I'm sorry I said shut up. They when care. Was, they care. When I was um, growing up, we were not allowed to use that word. It was like a liberating moment for you. Well, I feel bad and I want to retract it. <laughs> <laughs> like that was the ultimate bad thing in my home. Like if Wait, you which told word? somebody to shut up. Oh yeah, yeah. Like no, that was like the worst. Like you could do anything to anybody, but if you said that, oh my god, that like that was the I worst. I would just hear thing. like, "Shut up, or I'll give you something to cry about." I never heard that. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't given an option. <laughs> just the crying. <laughs> I want to give a shout out coming back to Scientology. I just did a hard eye roll to Leah Remini. So she did this A&E docuseries that's now in the third season called Scientology in the Aftermath because she was a Scientologist from childhood. And so she won the Truth to Power Award for her work on this documentary from the International Documentary Association. And here's the quote from the International Documentary Association about why they gave her this award. This year, the IDA launches the new Truth to Power Award to honor those who show immense bravery in holding the powerful to account regardless of the consequences. We are thrilled to honor Leah Remini, who for the past three seasons in Leah Remini, Scientology on the Aftermath, stood strong in the face of untold backlash, harassment, and personal attacks as she exposed the truth behind Scientology. 
IDA honors Leah for unflinching bravery. So I only watched the first episode of this docuseries, but it's great. And she left Scientology and has been continually attacked ever since then. And her her whole thing is to just show how people have suffered. And she's hoping that the exposure will bring it down. Is it kind of, I mean, it reminds me why it reminds me of a pyramid scheme is that those at top with the money do well and, mm-hmm. and continue to make the image look very promising for, for recruitment of new people, but typically the new people who are, you know, sell their house to get the money to pay for that. To or, pay for Tom Cruise's laundry folding. Yeah, exactly. So all those different layers that come for the people at the bottom, they never see that payout. That I think you're out to something does. there. And it's just a big pyramid scheme. So right now, Tom Cruise is their top celebrity. If he left, it would be devastating. I think they'd be done. I think he's somehow responsible for holding this thing up. You know? Mm-hmm. Well, and I mean, they're already declining in numbers. I think that probably has to do with access to information. It's much easier to find counter information. The The very first thing that came up, though, was the Scientology website. I got to tell you, they did a really good job of making sure their Google search pulled them first. That website is pretty slick. And I've been to got this. money behind it, that's for sure. I mean, I haven't been inside it, but when... I've been yeah, to I LA. Yeah, picture too. Yeah, the big science. When I've been to LA, LA we went by this place and the, the LA um, location. It's just a giant, obnoxious blue, like all blue building. building. Yeah, and they have like their bicycle security that just like continuously goes around it. And if you even try to like infiltrate or do anything like they will come up and they have like this mantra they speak that's like oh, super gosh. confrontational and obnoxious mm. well and going they even so they say that to get to the point of in basically enlightenment with everything is that you have to become someone who can do the readings which is really expensive like, 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 be the one that operates the emitter? Yeah, what's it called? The, the uh, auditing? Yeah, so they said that, like, basically getting to that point is is a goal, but you have to, like, get to this super high level to be able to do that. I just don't understand. I mean, if I'd put all this into it, and then, like, I'd achieve that, like, that level three, that operating Thetan level three, and then mm-hmm. they're like... Oh, there's this Xenu intergalactic space thing. Like, would I like peace out at that point, or would I feel like, like dedicate I dedicate more because so you're committed? Yeah, like, well, I don't know. That's like tricky. Well, then there's a lot of threat behind it. I mean, they do harass people, so yeah, and their fam. Like, and if you brought your whole family into it, if you're the one that says, well, and if you're a celebrity, what's one of the biggest things you don't want to have happen? Bad publicity. Bad publicity, yeah. Because they'll put anything out there. Like, Leah Remini has been totally attacked as being, like, a pathological liar and that she had all the shitty stuff go down in the thing. and In the thing. <laughs> in the church, yeah. yeah. So, 
as my closer on this topic, I mean, we can talk about it more because I think it's super disturbing, but so David Miscavige, the head of it, his wife hasn't been seen for 13 years. What? Shelly Miscavige. She hasn't been seen. And she was considered the high priestess of Scientology. And the rumor is that she's hidden in the mountains in a secret compound that has a doomsday bunker. Hmm. But she hasn't been seen. So... Do you, what, what do you think there's theories there or are there theories? Well, the theory is that she's been hidden away because maybe she wanted to leave her husband. I mean, some interviews that I saw thought maybe she'd been killed. Like some of her family members, like her dad and her daughter even have come out and said, why would she not contact us for this amount of time? Yeah. Like she's been hidden away on purpose. Maybe, um, cause David Miscavige has been accused of a lot of crazy physical abuse of people. Maybe he went too far. Did he kill her? Accidentally killed her. Hmm. I don't know, but it's disturbing. How long for did sure. you say? 13 years. She hasn't been seen. That's usually when people start searching like disappearances, murder, maybe. So they just are, people are just okay with that. I don't know why nobody's investigating this. It's, bothersome hmm. i just see, i watched a bunch of interviews like where is shelly miscavige but like i didn't couldn't find anything like beyond that where people were actually trying to figure this out you know well, it's like a where's waldo as you start searching and then you get taken out by some scientologist that like i don't feel like they're that tough drags you away into the background they're gonna ride a mountain bike up and like what Give me a mantra. I just, I'm not Or maybe that you like pay someone to like take care of you. That's but how now, they phrase it. Take care of her. We are now SPs. So we have to be prepared for what happens because that we are choosing to be brave and speak our truth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I'm not scared, but I'm a little bit like what's going to happen next. Like wondering. Probably nothing, but you are one of the chosen people, so that's why I feel confident saying it around you. <laughs> oh, so you're going to use my Judaism to I'm, protect I'm you? I'm your clout. Like an amulet? <laughs> <laughs> we'll just throw the Star of David up. Like, it's going to protect us like holy water and garlic. <laughs> yes. All right, I'm down. Cool. Cool. Well, until next time, make sure you take your itchy bitchy pills. Uh, and watch out for those thetans. <laughs> <laughs>